to the show everybody welcome to monster x radio this is your host shane corson along with me is my fellow co-host julie wrench julie how are you doing good how you doing shane i'm doing great julie hey folks today we are going to discuss a recent town hall event that julie wrench went to and played some of her audio at and got to speak with lots of different uh, witnesses and uh, those individuals that have had some odd occurrences in and around their properties there in North Carolina. Now, before we get back to talking with Julie Rancher about the recent town hall she attended, I would like to remind our listeners that on June 8th, Monster X Radio will be hosting a Seattle Sasquatch Conference and Town Hall meeting at the Daybreak Star Indian Cultural Center in Seattle. Doors open at 10.30. The event runs till 6 p.m. We will have guest speakers such as Mark Marcel on the 8 Canyon Incident. Fantastic presentation to be heard there. We will uh, have uh, Gunnar Monson, Greg Yanni, Thomas Seawood, and myself all doing presentations and speaking engagements. We will also have Native American dancing. There will be food and uh, things to look at and purchase. And so we really encourage you to head out and visit with us. Visit with Monster X Radio. We'd love to love to talk with you guys and, and have you in attendance. So check into that June 8th at the Daybreak Star Indian Cultural Center in Seattle. 10.30 to 6 p.m. Be there or be square. Love to see you guys there. Getting that out of the way. Julie, I know that you recently went to a town hall event out uh, your way. How'd that go? Yeah, Shane, um, it was it was good. It was or um, May 11th is when this took place, and it was at Deep River Park, and that's in uh, Bear Creek, North Carolina. It's about 40 minutes from my house, and um, it was a small gathering, uh, kind of like a uh, this mini town hall, and unfortunately we had some bad weather, so not everybody showed up that we were hoping would show up. But we did have, uh, you know, quite a number of people there. I learned a lot of information about um, what's been going on in my home state here, and it seems like I'm not the only one who has company around their property. <laughs> There's a gentleman over there 
um, who's had these creatures on his property since the 70s. Um, that was when his parents and grandparents had the property. He has inherited it. He inherited it, and now he lives there. But um, you know, it all started back in the 70s, and I guess the local news media were at his place and he they had found prints and um sightings so it was kind of exciting to hear that you know it's only 40 mm. minutes away from my house and he is uh he, he spoke some at the the town hall his name is sam and he he said that if you don't believe these things are real then come to my house <laughs> <laughs> Because I guess it's just such a long history. Um, we also had a local sheriff in attendance, which was pretty cool. You know, he's very interested in what's going on around there. Um, I, this sheriff has had reports, people calling in to him, telling him, hey, we got some kind of large bipedal creature out here on our property. need to get out here. So he's been having calls as well. So he's very interested in getting to the bottom of all this. And the whole area over there is there's people who have had these sightings who don't know each other, but they're telling the same stories. Right. Yeah, that was cool. I love town halls more than I love conferences and symposiums and all that. I, I, you can get a lot of stuff out of it, but I love hearing uh, other people's encounters, especially locals. So. Who put together this event exactly, and uh, was it a lot of locals uh, that came to this event? I know it's kind of a small number, but was it mainly locals that came to this event, and who put it together? Yeah, it, Debbie Hall put it together. Uh, she is the gal that was a part of the Sanford Tar Hill Bigfoot Roundup that happened the last couple of years over in Sanford. Now, I attended that one, that conference last year, um, back in August, I believe it was. She put together the town hall, and we're also having a conference at Deep River Park on November 2nd this year that David and I, David Pardue and I will be attending, and uh, he will be speaking about some of his encounters um, and events that's happened to him, and I will be presenting some more of my audio and, and different evidence that we've collected at my property, um, so that's November 2nd. And it was mostly local people. Um, they there was a, I just couldn't believe how many people came there that were like, wow, you know, we. What, let me start over. What happened was I played some of my audio that some of you may have heard by now, and I played that at the town hall, and there were people like, wow, I can't believe that you've actually caught that on audio because that's exactly what I'm hearing on my property. And they're not doing audio uh, projects, so to speak, but they're hearing these things, and they're like, I thought I was going nuts because no one believed me. They're hearing screams and howls and, and whoops and wood knocks. So, you know, I was I was like, well, maybe you guys should do an audio project. <laughs> you know, we'll try to get everybody uh, on an audio project over there to do some, some comparison comparison on the uh, different kind of vocalizations and uh, to see if there's anything that matches, not just to the ear, but on spectrograph. Yeah, I mean, you got all these locals, 
uh, showing up. And I would imagine that there, you know, you said that one gentleman was about 40 minutes away or so. So you got a lot of these locals at this event that are showing up uh, that are relatively close to you that are experiencing and sharing that they've heard very similar sound vocals uh, that you've recorded. Uh, yeah, it'd be fantastic if they can somehow record some of those sounds, whether it's a knock uh, or percussive or a vocal, and then compare them. Be quite the project, especially in that sort of area where you can get everybody kind of just recording stuff and sharing it. You know, I bet David Ellis would get a kick out of that. Yeah, he. I I told him about it, and he was like, "Ooh, that that sounds you know very good. Let's see what we can get done." And there was a gentleman there who very recently took some some audio on a property, and he played that at the town hall. And it was um, a lot of screaming, and it wasn't a bobcat. It it was the kind of screaming that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up and it was it was repetitive and it went on for some time that night when they were out there investigating on this certain person's property you know because they had seen them out there and that was the whole reason of being there so they they believed that what they caught on audio was uh, one of these creatures was there anybody there julie that attended that um I guess was really skeptical of the sounds that approached you and said, you know, I, I think I know what this is, or or it's just skeptical on the whole Bigfoot phenomenon. I don't mean just, you know, obviously a lot of the individuals there are skeptical in nature, but was there anybody downright, you know, against some of the things said by individuals or against the vocals that you were sharing? Um, well, there was a gentleman there, um, an older gentleman. <laughs> Love him to death. He he had some questions. And he, he wasn't really clear about what the whole spectrograph analysis meant or how it, you know, how it actually worked. So I, I took the time to explain to him, you know, how it's, it's compared to known vocals of known animals in the area and that you, you look at the, the signatures that they leave, the vocal signatures. It's not just by hearing it. And I explained to him the best I could, you know, with what time we had. Um, but he he's like, well, how do you know it wasn't a coyote? Good question. You know, how how do we know it wasn't a coyote? Right. And I explained to him that David has really vetted the the audio and compared it signature wise to coyote, and it's not a match. You know, he said that he was going to come to the November second event. And I'm going to get more into all that at the conference, and I'm actually going to bring some of the spectrographs, for examples, to show what I'm talking about. So he said he was definitely going to look forward to coming to that. Excellent, excellent. So what was the main purpose? You know, I know Debbie organized this event, this town hall. What was her main goal or what was her endeavor there as to why she put this together? What was, you know, her motive? Well, the, I think her motive was to get spark some interest in local people, you know, come out, maybe a town hall setting, a mini town hall setting, um, rather than going to a conference where there's going to be a lot more people and, you know, stand up in front of people and, and tell what's going on. With the lower crowd of people that were there, the lower, lower amount of people, um, you know, we did get some people come forward at the end 
that had no plans whatsoever of coming forward and said, you know, I've got these things on my property. This one gentleman said that the one he's seen is about eight feet tall and it's it's dark, very dark fur, and it's terrifies him, you know. And he was just really glad that we were we were there to discuss it, um, and we're hoping to get more people interested and you know just being able to get on the properties and investigate. I know that David Pardue and myself have opportunities coming up to go to some of these properties over there and do some some nighttime investigations. So that's something we're working on. And Dave, David Pardue's already been to a couple of them. So um, here in the coming weeks, we're going to be doing, you know, like two, three night investigations over there and our whole team, the Carolina Cryptid Field Research. So, you know, Debbie's goal was just to get it out there that we're going to have this conference, try to get people who you know, may have experience on their own properties or elsewhere to come forward and um, talk about it, you know, because there's not a lot of places or people you can discuss this with that, that aren't going to tell you you're crazy or that, you know, and, it's not what you saw or it's not what you heard. Yeah, that's a, man, that's a great point, Julia. It's a really great point. That's why I love town halls. I, I just love them. Where it's, uh, you get a lot of people, like you said, that show up at these events and they're not necessarily going to share something, uh, but they get drawn out to share something. And at the very end, they, they kind of go, oh, shoot, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to share this because these other individuals have stepped up to the plate and shared. And, you know, I want to uh, I want to understand what I, I'm experiencing. So the town halls are just one of my favorite events. And of course, mm -hmm. you have this uh, sheriff. Uh, I'm very fascinated uh, with this sheriff uh, being in attendance. And showing some interest, you know, I, I take it that he's been a sheriff in that area for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has, and he is very familiar with the reports around there. He's very familiar with the reports um, that was actually not too far from where we were of a, a bipedal creature that a former police officer had seen um, at the wood line. It was on all fours and it had a protruding snout and the best thing they could say is that if you were to describe it uh, as something that people would know the name of you would say dog man right you know and i'm not sure what to make of this whole dog man thing um i think if they are are in existence it's just another type of this creature not necessarily any type of canine but this former police officer saw this thing and it, it really freaked her out, you know. She's like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, did I really see this? And so she discussed it with him, and she also talked about it at the conference last year. And, uh, you know, very life-changing. So these things over there aren't only uh, bipedal, but they're, they like to move on all fours, and they have a protruding snout. Yeah, so this sheriff, he's uh, he's personally never had his own sighting or experience right he just had calls into the i guess their office or why they're on patrol and he's heard stuff over the years correct yes very much correct and he is actually um interested on going onto some of these properties and uh you know having a look and having a listen to what's going on um he 
he doesn't want to discount what people believe they they are hearing or seeing. Um, so it was very reassuring to see somebody actually take it serious. Um, and he was there when I was playing some of my audio, and he's like, so you sit out at your fire pit by yourself in the dark hearing this stuff? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I hope you're, I hope you have a weapon. <laughs> uh, uh, and I mean, everybody's mouths just dropped on some of that audio because it, it, some of it's pretty intense. Whatever's making these sounds, some of it's pretty intense. And Deb was like sitting there, and she's like, "My God, you're the back of my, the hair on the back of my neck's going up, Julie. How do you sit out there and listen to this stuff by yourself?" And I'm like, well, call me crazy, but, you know, um, I it's think what that I do. with, yeah, I think with me sitting out there at that fire pit, um, it might draw them a little closer to try to get more evidence. You know, I've had some experiences out there that are pretty frightening, but, you know, my whole goal with all of this is to try to be able to get them to come close enough that. Perhaps when we're doing a night investigation and we have a lot of our good thermal and our night vision set up that we can actually catch something. You know, that's my whole goal. That's why I sit out there like a nut by myself. I, I'm sure there's not a lot of people in that area that sit around a campfire, you know, into the wee hours or the late hours. And so you're kind of a point of interest and you're be kind of acting uh, abnormal. Maybe whatever's making those sounds may approach you. You may... uh may bite off more than you can chew as uh, you kind of experienced mm -hmm. in the past. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've had a couple things that happened recently as well that, um, just kind of, we're, we're actually investigating now and looking more depth into some of the stuff that I have found on our property. I have discussed some of that with you. Um, yeah. but what I'm going to do is, Next weekend, actually, I have an investigator coming in. His name is Don, and he works in the um, the nuclear plant industry. He is an investigator, and he also has had these things living on his property. And that's how he his interest in all this started was, you know, he originally had David Pardue years ago come to his property with the BFRO team that he was on and investigate his property and so that's how he became interested in all this and uh, Don has heard a lot of my audio and I've spoken to him quite a bit about what's going on here he wants to come here with David Pardue uh, next weekend we're hoping David can make it but Don is definitely going to try to be here and I am going to go with him outside of um, around the perimeter of the property here and explain to him some of the things that I've found and what's going on, get his insight in it, and then uh, I'm going to write up a report and do a, a field report show for exclusive to go over everything that, you know, go over our findings and to include some, some new audio that's never been heard before. Oh, fantastic. So that's what we're going to, yeah. Oh, looking forward to that. I know you what you got going on in your property in and around that area is, is truly bizarre to me. I've heard a lot of the uh, things that you shared with me. At the end of the day, I've got nothing. I can look at them visually and compare them to stuff, but there's so many questions with the uh, supposed Bigfoot activity and whatnot. It's, uh, it's rather compelling. I'll be honest, it's rather compelling. And then you have these other individuals that attended this town hall and other individuals 
some of your neighbors and, and whatnot you've spoken to that have experienced this stuff. I know David Pardue has been researching for a number of years. I'm sure he's got quite the map going and probably loves to attend these town halls to add to uh, his database. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, if there's anybody that knows the Uari Forest inside and out, it's David Pardue. I mean, he could take you to several hot spots over there um, where he's had some some very uh, scary encounters and, you know, some not so scary, but some pretty frightening things have happened. And I tell you, David is, uh, I don't know how he does it, but he'll just sit there <laughs> when all this <laughs> kind of stuff's going on when there's like rocks whizzing by his head for a few hours at a time and they'll just sit there. And I'm like, I don't know, man. He's not surprised that things are going on over here at my property because it's so close to where he knows for a fact that he had seen them. You know, mm -hmm. and and I ask him, I'm like, do you think that the ones that are might be over this way are originally from the Uari or come back and forth to the Uari? And he's like, I I don't think so. He said he said that the ones that he has ran across over the years in the Uari. Um, tend to stay there, and he's met he's crossed paths with them quite a bit. So he thinks it might be a whole different uh, population of them over this way. Gotcha. Uh, it's so interesting when I because I'm not I'm not familiar with with those parts. You guys' parts. I mean, I'm familiar with some of the stories and encounters, and so it's very interesting me being on the West Coast up here in Washington, hearing what's going on in your guys' neck of the woods. And you got, you know, this odd stuff going on in your property and the neighbor's property. It's very interesting. And I know um, you're sharing a lot of this stuff inside Exclusive. I'm looking forward to continuing following your unfolding story and hearing from David Pardue. You know, backtracking a little bit, I do want to get Mike Richford back on the show because talking about sightings where there's a snout and whatnot, I know we've talked to Mike Richburg in the past, it's been years now, but he uh, brought forward to me the hide behind. You know, the Native Americans talked about the, the hide behind, and it had a snout and whatnot, and hide behind trees, very reminiscent of supposed Sasquatch behavior, right? So I see a lot of ah. similarities, tons of similarities there. And I have to agree with you. I think it's just, I don't know, but you want to call it a different variation or what? It's interesting, the comparison there. But we'll get Mike Richburg on the show because I really like to, I'm not a huge fan or necessarily uh, interested in dogmen per se i think a lot of those could possibly be possible sasquatch sightings and i know mike richford's got a lot of uh, knowledge on the hide behind and some of the sightings out there of say the canine or sasquatch variety so we'll get him on the show back to the town hall julie what was what was like the biggest thing you took away from this town hall and do you plan you think there's gonna be another one in that area down the road well, the thing I took away from it is that, you know, I, I'm looking at the crowd. Um, we did have a, a couple that were there from Cherokee tribe, and they were telling some stories, um, you know, local stories, not necessarily all about Sasquatch, but different um, stories that they presented. Um, and then they ended with a Sasquatch story, and um, they heard my my audio, and... <laughs> They were very intrigued, you know, and they, they're they very familiar with the stories and the legends around North Carolina um, about Sasquatch. So 
you know, just for them to say, wow, that's pretty interesting stuff you have there, you know, kind of confirm some of the the ideals I had in my head about this being unusual. Um, and just that the number of people that there were just such everyday common folk that were there, you know, and they're like, I'm telling you the truth, something weird's happening over here. We need some help over here because, you know, people are scared. They have livestock. Um, we don't know what the intent of these things are. So it, it had a very serious tone to it. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I took away from it is that people are very serious about the discussion over there. See, that's really interesting to me, too. You know, a lot of these people are, what, farmers, uh, and they have livestock and whatnot. I mean, are any of these individuals uh, missing any livestock? I mean, not that they would be, per se, but did that come up at all? Anybody missing a livestock or have had their animals acting weird? Uh, well, they had, they did say about animals acting weird. And um, now I can't be for sure, but I think I, I remember somebody saying something about a dog came up missing just very recently on one of their properties. But, you know, a lot of things could have happened to the dog, so we can't say, yeah, that's – but I do remember somebody saying something about their dog came up missing after they let it out one night and it never came back in. Um, those kind of things go on, but yeah, is it related? Don't know, but, you know, they are uh, kind of spooked about these things. Um when you see something that's not supposed to exist, who are you going to tell? <laughs> you know, who who will believe you? So I think it was very important, and that's what I took away from it, is the fact that a lot of people seem very relieved because, number one, that the sheriff was there, and I know that he was talking to some of the people that he hasn't already spoken to. So they were able to make some good connections there. Well, that's uh... – that's a, a good job well done by all. I'm glad you were in attendance and got to share your vocals. Uh, we're running towards the end of the show here. Uh, any last words there, Julie, before we uh, we cut out of here? Um, yeah, just going back to Mike Richburg. Yeah, when we have him on the show, you know, he was here several times and doing some overnight investigations at my property. And the last time he was here, he, he got to witness some of those long screaming howls. So, yeah, I'd love to have him on to talk about what it was like to sit out there and hear those firsthand. So, yeah, that'd be a great show. Nice great to have show. him here when that happened, too, you know, to to validate what I've been saying. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, um, I'm going to wrap up the show here. But thanks, Julie, for jumping on here and sharing uh, your experience at the town hall there in North Carolina and some of what's going on in your area. and. Um, look forward to speaking with you again here shortly and keeping us updated on this unfolding stuff that's going on around your property. Awesome, Shane. All right, Julie, we're going to get out of here. Thanks again, folks, for listening to another episode of Monster X Radio. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for more shows. Uh, we got some stuff planned down the road for you, uh, both uh, on the East Coast and the West Coast. And, of course, we have our upcoming town hall conference in Seattle June 8th. So uh, look forward to seeing you there. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you again shortly.
Doctorate Radio.